0: birthday party uh, they're both December babies so we thought why not combine the two and just surprise the both of them and it turned out very well neither one of ex- one of them expected anything um, and it was a lot of fun it was nice to kind of get together with friends you know we were safe and it wasn't like we had invited a whole bunch of people it was just super close people that we do see often and are around each other in each other's circles and so it's just it was something that I needed for myself mentally I spent the last three months constantly in and out of bed uh, from my broken foot to having surgery from to complications for the surgery so it's just been uh, a rough couple months with the pandemic on top of it it's just been hard to kind of balance everything and figure it all out and I found myself with really low energy this past week and uh, just not in a great mental state and uh, I found myself just in this hole and I didn't know how to get out of it so it was kind of good to kind of distract myself with something and, uh, something out of my regular routine, you know, like, I'm waking up every day at 8 a.m., I make my coffee, I sit down, I work till 4:30. go sit with my family for a bit, watch whatever I'm watching on Netflix, uh, currently I'm re-watching Grey's Anatomy, is that a good choice? Probably not, but, uh, but yeah, so it's just this same routine over and over again, and I find myself getting tired of that, you know, I'm not a very routine person, and that sort of just had reached a breaking point where I was just like, I can't take it anymore, I need something different, and so this came up, and it was kind of nice to plan it all, distract myself from everything, and I love planning parties, and it's just something I enjoy doing, and I've always enjoyed it, so anytime we have any event to plan, or any birthday parties, whatever it is, I'm like, on top of it, I'm like, I want to help plan it, I want to do this, I want to set up everything, just because I enjoy it, and it's fun. It was a good distraction, and allowed me to kind of get out of this little bubble that I've been stuck in for the past little bit, change, you know, my mood, get my energy up, Um, and it was nice seeing familiar faces, it was nice being surrounded by people that I love, Um, and just having fun, you know, I feel like with this pandemic, we find ourselves kind of just, like I said, stuck in this routine, alone, isolated, Um, you know, not getting enough social contact and I think for me too because I'm working from home there is no need for me to leave the house I found um so it's just made it even harder like my siblings they all work outside of the house you know I have one sister who works retail uh, another one works like two jobs another one works at the bank so it's like they're out of the house and they're seeing other people and it's a different kind of routine for them outside of the home and then they come in the evening and they sit and with family so it's it's different you know And when you're out dealing with people you're not dealing with the same thing usually but for me it's kind of the same kind of thing you know answer any phone calls that come in handle them make sure everything's being taken care of everyone's make make sure everyone's doing their work and that's pretty much it and so it just it gets very tiring doing the same thing over and over again and I know I might sound like I'm complaining I'm super grateful for everything I have I'm grateful for the fact that I even have a job and I'm grateful that I even have a home to kind of be stuck in um but like working from home is not all as it seems I don't think for me working from home is a good thing and it's something I've been struggling with since the beginning of the pandemic you know I liked it at first but then I like hated it and then I liked it and then I was like in between and now I'm just like hating it again so it's like this weird love-hate relationship with it and I need to kind of find a balance and figure out a way to you know not be in this kind of routine where I'm stuck and I feel like uh, I can't it anymore, uh, and I like I need something different, so I think just I need to find different things to distract me. Like, I've picked up a lot of hobbies and I've read a lot of things, but I mean, at the same time, you're, you're gonna get bored of it, you need to change it up. Uh, and so, I, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people are struggling with that. And I feel like a lot of you can relate with that because you know, a lot of my friends who are still in university college they're you know doing online learning and i can't even imagine what they're going through because i took i remember in high school i took english online during the summer and within the first week i dropped it because i was like there's no way i'm doing this online this is too much like this is not for me i need to be in class with a teacher in front of me to learn this stuff so i don't know how all these students are doing it and learning and i really feel bad for them and i'm like rooting for them that they can kind of get the grades they you know deserve and um and hopefully they can get through it I know my sister is struggling a bit you know she's her first year and I feel so bad for first years because like they don't get to experience you know what university and college really is and I feel like college was the best four years of my life hands down like I love college and I say it now like if I want to go back like if I could go back to school I would I, I love college, and I love the experience of it, and the people that you meet, and so it, it sucks that for them, they don't get that experience, they don't get to meet new people, they don't get to meet these professors who, you know, I became friends with a lot of my professors, and I had a good relationship with these professors, because they really cared about you know, like, they cared about where we as students were, and so it was so nice to make these connections, and get out and meet people, and just, it was so refreshing, and it was way different than high school, and way, lo- way better than high school, you my sister said she loved high school, and like if only you could be in university in classes right now, you would not be saying you like high school better. But I hope that next year we can go back to normal, whatever normal really is, and they can kind of get that experience because it's just it's not fair that they don't get it. I mean, it's it's a good experience to have, and I think for the real world too. I mean they're learning everything online like how are they going to apply this knowledge how are they going to know how to talk to people in a professional way like I when I graduated high school I had no idea how to write a professional email let alone you know talk to someone professionally and that's something I developed in college like I learned so many skills in college college that wasn't in the classroom you know like just how to deal with people like I learned that College and through my part-time job, so for them it's like they don't get those experiences. It's just all Zoom calls and you know online readings. So it's I just I feel bad for them. And I hope all the students out there are able to get through this semester and this year. I know it's a hard year and I know how how bad it probably is. I can't even imagine. But yeah, I feel like I've been complaining so much. Sorry, guys. But no, I'm. I'm honestly super grateful for everything that i have and everything that i you know i have the ability to do uh it's just sometimes it gets too much and you know putting my mental health is very important and it's kind of something that you know we in the muslim community don't talk about we don't really discuss mental health as much and i feel like in the recent years it's gotten better but there's still this like stigma around it that it's like talking about your mental health means there's something wrong with you and you're crazy or you're you know you've lost your mind it's like that's not what mental health is it's mental health is just mental health you know we take us take care of ourselves physically and we we champion working out and eating healthy and eating good so why don't we champion you know taking care of our mental health because that's a part of us you know and so I think it's important that we do talk about it and we you know address it because it leads to a lot of bad things you know like if we don't discuss if you're going through something and you find yourself in a community that you feel like you can't discuss what's going on it leads to really dangerous outcomes, and so I push for, you know, the Muslim community specifically to kind of open up about it, because there's nothing wrong to talk about if you're feeling depressed, or you're feeling, you know, anxiety, or whatever it is, and you just need to talk to someone, you know, you need to go and talk to someone, and I feel like when you bring up the concept of the therapist, it's like, oh, why am I going to go to some random stranger and air my dirty laundry and tell them all my problems, like, who are they? Like. No, you know so it's like we I think it's even a cultural thing we have where it's like we don't talk about our problems outside of the home it stays in the home and I feel like that's so bad like that's how all these problems continue happening you know you're not addressing it you're not fixing it and you need an outside perspective you can't just rely on the people in your home to deal with the problem like I understand it's a family problem or whatever it is it's a relationship problem it's you and your kid whatever it is the relationship is if you're having problems and you need to talk to someone because your mental health is getting in the way of these relationships, you should do that. It's getting in the way of you succeeding in your job. It's getting in the way of you succeeding in life in general. You need to go talk to someone. And I understand the whole aspect of going to an imam, but in the end of the day, an imam is for your spiritual and your your religious um, counseling. It's not for your mental health. They're not trained in that. You need to go to someone who specializes in that and understands mental health and understands how to deal with it and understands how to diagnose it so like what is wrong to go to a therapist nothing there's nothing wrong with it you know you you go see a doctor once a year to get a physical test no one ever says anything oh that's bad no, they you're told to go do that. So why can't we every so often go get a mental health check? Make sure we're doing good. We're at a good place in our lives because it does affect you. You know, not talking about it, it adds up. And so for me, I found when I do talk about it, when I let it out, I feel a lot better. Holding that stuff in isn't healthy, and it's it's not right. You know, and, and I the biggest thing I struggled with growing up was was anxiety, especially during high school and after high school. Um, I went through a lot of traumatic things at the end of high school, and I, I had discussed this in a previous podcast. Um, I had gotten mixed in with a group of people who were not great, and because of the things that I went through, I developed this really bad anxiety, and it just, I, at times, it felt like I was dying, and I didn't understand what that was. I just thought, like, I was having an asthma attack because I have asthma, but that's not what it is. It was an anxiety attack, and I didn't know what it was until I went and talked to my doctor and I told her, I'm like, listen, I don't know what's going on, like, just the thought of going to my college class makes me not able to breathe, the, the fact that, oh, I have an assignment due tonight that I haven't started causes me to, like, seize up and I cannot breathe, I cannot move, I start crying, I start shaking and it's like, I just thought it was stress, I thought it was this, but it was so many different things piled up on top and so many years of Issues going on that i never addressed, that it just kind of exploded at once in college, you know, and, and I, I'm going to be honest, I had a mental breakdown, and I I was like, it was the roughest time in my life, and so I, I always continue wanting to talk about it, because I don't want to reach that point again. I don't want to get into a spot where I stop caring about myself mentally and physically, and stop caring about the relationships that I have, because at that point in my life, I found myself very unloved, very alone I wasn't talking to anyone in my family if I was it was rarely talking to them I was hiding in my room cut off all my friendships work I was very like you know professional based at my part-time job in classes I was staying away I wasn't talking to people unless I really needed to and I found myself you know very isolated and I had reached a point where I just couldn't be around other people and, my, and I was getting these really dark thoughts and it was something that I just you know it piled up and it ended up in a very explosive manner and so i i urge people to talk about it if you're feeling even just a little down a little low energy you feel like you're not feeling good talk to someone go see a therapist if you really need to see one or even if you want it like if you're okay and you just want to talk to someone about things that are stressing you out go get a therapist it's not it's not something that's wrong and that's what i really 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 want to emphasize it's just not wrong to go talk to It doesn't mean you've lost your mind or that you're crazy. It just means you need a little help. And there's no problem with asking for a little help. There's no problem, you know, talking to someone and just letting it out because holding it in is not healthy. And so in the Muslim community, I feel like we see this concept of oh, you know, you're struggling with this because you don't pray enough. You're not religious enough. You need to just in God and everything will fall into place. Like I understand prayer helps and I understand, you know, believing in God and I understand all that things, but that's not gonna cure it, cure it, you know. It's like telling a cancer patient to just pray and your cancer will miraculously go away. That's not how it works. You need to work, you need to take medicine, you need to see doctors, you need to there's a lot that goes into you know goes into this. So it's not just needing to pray, I understand, oh yes, prayer may help some people, reading Quran may help some people, but at the end of the day, that's just a small part of taking care of yourself as a Muslim, you know, you have to find what works for you, and what can help you become a better person, and stay healthy, and do those things, you know, and to talk about it, to understand what it is, so you're not just sitting there and wondering, what is wrong with me? and I don't know why I'm feeling so low energy, I don't know why I can't do anything, I don't know why I don't have any motivation, why I'm so unhappy, why I'm so, you know, upset all the time, why I don't feel good all the time, why leave yourself wondering, go get checked out, go get help, go talk to someone, you know, and if you're, for you, it's harder for you to talk to someone face to face, there's a lot of online mental health, um, uh, lines that you can call or email or talk to that can help if you don't want to physically go in and see someone especially now with the pandemic and with COVID I know can get a bit harder to see doctors but there's a lot of online you know sources that you can look into and it's it's all there it's all at the tips of your fingers and you know it's something you should take advantage of you know we're living in a time Everything is in our hands. You know, this device that we hold has everything on it. You know, any questions you have, you just open Google and search it. So, going and looking for help isn't as hard as you would think. Just open it up. Pull up a Just search mental health online helpline. And you'll get so many results. And I will share a lot of the results. I will share a lot of sources that I know and I trust. And have you guys look into it. And it's something I want to continue talking about. I feel like whether it's the Muslim community or the entire community and everyone, we don't really discuss mental health on a daily or weekly basis. It's like, oh, now it's Mental Health Awareness Month, let's talk about mental health for, one, for this one month and never talk about it for the rest of the year. Or let's talk about it for this week and never talk about it again for the rest of the year. And we shouldn't be doing that. We should be constantly talking about it because mental health is a constant struggle and it's something that doesn't just go away after the month of Mental Health Awareness It does not just disappear like that. It's something that's ongoing, so it's something we need to continue talking about and continue working on and making it more accessible, more normalized, I guess, in the sense that it's okay to go and get help, and there's nothing wrong with it. But other than that, this past week, other than feeling not so great and planning a birthday party, uh, I found myself consumed in work. Trying my hardest to not let it slip through the cracks because it's easy when you're working from home to slack off and watch shows. Like I started rewatching Grey's Anatomy, and I watched Grey's Anatomy. Like I've rewatched it like three times now, and it's. I just love the show, and I think I only love the first six seasons. After that, I just kind of not the biggest fan of it. But I think what pushed me to start rewatching it is again again is because this latest season, um, it's very deeply, like, affected by COVID, and the way that the show is, is very interesting, and I want to get to that point where, um, I can see, you know, how all these characters evolve. because a lot of characters have left from when I stopped watching it, I think I stopped watching it in season 12, um, especially after one specific character died, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, or wants to plan to see it, but there was one character who died that, you know, it wrecked my experience of Grey's Anatomy, and I, like, stopped watching it but I was like, you know what? I want to rewatch it, and, and I've kind of seen everything on Netflix, and <laughs> there's nothing left, um, so I was like, let me rewatch it. So I'm already like on season five, and I started like two weeks ago, so yeah, you can tell <laughs> that I've been doing nothing but watching Grey's Anatomy the majority of the time, uh, and I think with work too because I'm working from home so easy just to pop it up on the second screen that i have and watch it and i'm looking for new turkish shows too. Finished the two that i was watching and they were actually really good and i sworn off turkish shows so i'm i want to get back into watching them so i'm looking for one that's already done i don't want to watch one that they're still airing episodes for just because i'm a very impatient person and i will binge watch it and finish in like three days so i want it to be ready all out before starting to watch it but yeah so i feel like this week I wasn't on social media a lot, so I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on in the Muslim community if any like crazy things happen. But you know, the a big topic I know was happening was this vaccine that's coming out um for COVID and you know they were testing it out and so I think there's three vaccines currently that are out. Don't quote me on this, I'm not a scholar, I'm not educated on this, it's just stuff I've heard. Uh, there's three vaccines that are out currently and they're trying to figure out which one they're going to buy and bring over. So they were testing uh, one of the vaccines, uh, I believe it was Pfizer, and four out of 20-something people um, got Bell- Bell's palsy, that um, paralysis of half the phase, so a lot of people are scared. And here in Canada, um, they had ordered a bunch of vaccines, and I believe the first uh, batch is going out to senior homes. Um, and I don't know, I don't like to go into conspiracy theories, But I mean, I feel like the conspiracy here is that they're bringing all these vaccines that are so very new and they're giving them to the elder to try it out on them. So if it does backfire, and there's a lot of side effects. It's happening to the elderly people who will unfortunately die off. I think, I feel like maybe that's what they're trying to do. And, you know, there's a lot of theories out there about how COVID happened that, oh, they created COVID because they wanted to lessen the world population. And the I I could see that. And so I feel like with this vaccine they're trying to give it to older people to kind of test it out and see hey does it work or does it not and if it doesn't they don't see an issue with it with all these older people passing away which is so insane to me and I don't know if I want to believe that I kind of just want to stay in this positive mindset of oh we've got a vaccine it's getting better but what's in this vaccine who knows and what's the side effects of these vaccines? we don't really know and so I know a lot of people who are very um against getting this vaccine and you know here in Canada specifically they're talking about um people having restrictions if they don't take the vaccine so they wouldn't be able to travel um they wouldn't be able to you know uh involve themselves in a lot of different activities so I feel like they're, it's being forced unfortunately um and I feel like a lot of people are kind of against that cuz it's like it's my body and if I don't want to put in something that I don't know what's in it into my body Um, people have a right to it. I don't think they should be forced. And I think this is just an initial opinion of mine. I think with further research and further looking into it, I could change my mind or if I talk to someone who can convince me. But for me personally, I don't know if I want to take it. I don't know if, you know, the idea of getting this vaccine and being able to do whatever I want is as appealing as, you know, the idea that, it's so appealing that I can just overlook the fact that I don't know what's in this vaccine and I don't know what the side effects are. And, you know, we've seen that, you know, some people have paralysis and have their face. That's that something I want to risk getting or happening to me? And then at the same time, it's like, do I want to not take it and then not be able to travel, not be able to do certain things and, you know, the possibility of catching it again? But then I also have this thinking of this is like the flu. Okay? And I know a lot of people at first had talked about this and people were, like, against it, like, no, it's not like the flu, it's like, well, look at the flu. How many people die a year from the flu? And it's contagious and um, we know exactly what it is, COVID, we're still a little iffy about it, we don't know the long-term effects of it, but as I'm saying, this is just a very basic, like, uneducated view of it all, is that it's similar to the flu, the flu shot isn't mandatory, so why are we making this mandatory? You know, and that's something I've kind of had a bit of thinking towards the beginning of the pandemic, it's a bit changed, I don't really know, to be honest, where I stand with this whole vaccine, and I don't know how to feel about it, so I feel like I can't really talk much on it, because um, I just, I'm not as educated as I'd like to be, and I'm not as concrete with my ideas, I feel like I can be easily swayed one way or the other at this point, because I something that I need to look more into and think about more and you know we don't really know much at the end of the day we still don't really know much you know we understand the symptoms of COVID but a lot of people are getting it a lot of people are not getting these symptoms and it's just this weird virus that we don't really know much about and so like if we don't know much about it how can we believe that this vaccine can take care of it if we don't really know much about it you know, maybe that's just my, like, mundane perspective and opinion of it, I'm not a scientist, I've never been into science, I, I don't understand any of these things, um, all I know is that I just want to get back to normal, I want this whole virus gone, I want to be able to leave the house and not wear a mask, um, and be able to, like, you know, participate in a lot of things that we are na- aren't able to participate in, um, anymore because of COVID, you know, I want to experience life, and I feel like this whole past year has been a waste maybe I don't know what the right word would be but I feel like this past year was just it was just the same thing over and over again and I've tried to do different things like you know I lost weight I started eating healthier I tried working out but it didn't work out because I'm just not made for that um I started a podcast I you know started painting, I started drawing, I started so many things, so this year, maybe I've achieved a lot, maybe, or I've created new things in my life, but I just feel like this year, this past, like, nine, ten months has been, uh, weird and a little rough, uh, and I don't know how to continue dealing with it, and I'm hoping, you know, like, there's some theories that apparently in January in 2021 the virus is just gonna magically disappear and no one's gonna know how and we can return back to normal life and i just i want to believe that one just because it makes me feel better and uh it makes me feel better it makes me feel you know like there's a chance of normalcy now the realist in me is like fat that's not how it works that's not gonna happen Like, like get out of your little bubble so honestly at the end of this little rant Where I stand with the COVID vaccine everything is in the middle because I don't know if I would want to take it or if I wouldn't want to take it just because like I said there's not much to go on about there's not much information I feel that we can trust because a lot of people are saying different things and you're reading a lot of different things so it's like what's real what's not what's truthful what's not so I'm working on it trying to figure it out. And another thing, uh, another life update. The, my little sister um, got a cat. So once my little sister gets a cat, that means the whole family got a cat because we all live together. Um, he's the cutest little cat. He's a, a red Persian, I believe, and he's so tiny and adorable and fluffy. And I love cats so much. Um, and we're just trying to figure out his name. And we're like kind of arguing about it. My younger sister was like, No, I get to, f- I get the final say because I was the one who found him. I'm the one who paid everything. I'm the one that went and picked him up. And I'm like, You know what? That's fair. But like, I don't want to name him something that is not ideal and <laughs> that I don't agree with. There's so many of us in the house. So like, I don't think we'll ever reach a decision. So me and my sister thought, Hey, let's choose four names we kind of liked and let's go on Instagram and let the people choose. And so, we've been letting those run. She did it on her account, I did it on my account. And the name that I don't like is winning. It's the name that she likes, and it's Klaus. And I don't know, I just don't like that name. I would prefer Sushi or Jafar. And why Jafar is not in Arabic, it's Jafar. And we just find it funny, me and my siblings and my mom, we just find that name hilarious for some reason. I don't know why. And I apologize for anyone that's listening to this that may be named Shaf, but I don't have so- know someone. It just I don't know what it is. It's just been this ongoing joke in the family. Um, and my sister's fiance called for that. So it's just like this ongoing joke that that we use this name, so we thought it would just be cute today we of that. Or sushi. I don't know. I I really I don't know why I really like the name Sushi. It's so cute for him and uh, my mom's friend was even like, Yeah, sushi's cute. So, I mean, I think we're half-half on that. You know, I think half, I think the majority of us is like sushi, but my sister's like Klaus. She gets the final say. So, I don't know how that's gonna go. I don't know if we're all just gonna give it a different name. Uh, when we had, we used to have two other cats, um, but we had to give them away. I just wasn't able to take care of them anymore. They were my cats. Um, and we named them Taco and Belle. Uh, when we adopted the first cat, his uh, he was a rescue, and they had already named him at the shelter Taco. Um, and because we were fighting about the name, we had agreed to just leave it Taco because it was cute, it suited him. And then I think about two, three like la- year, two or three years later, we adopted a second cat, and so we were arguing about the name. My brother wanted to name her Cookie. And I just kind of looked, I'm like, hey, since the first cat's name Taco why don't we just call the second one Bell with an E, but like, it just sounds cute, Taco Bell. And so that stuck, <laughs> and so that's what their name was. So I think my sister wants to stray away from food names, because we did have Taco Bell, Taco and Bell, so but I just think Sushi's cute, I don't know why. But we'll see, I think next week I'll update you guys on the status of this poor cat, and what we've done to it. <laughs> But he's so adorable. And I'm so excited to have a cat again in the house. Uh, they, honestly, they provide such a beautiful like energy in the home. And you know, my mom loves cats. But like every time she looks at this cat, she wants to like cry. And then at the same time, she questions herself and says, "How did I allow this to happen again?" Because uh, she just the first two cats. It was really hard to take care of. I was constantly busy at the time. I was in school and ev- and just at work and everything. So I wasn't. Of them much, uh, and you know, my siblings were also busy, so they weren't able to help a lot. So, my mom got stuck with a lot of the work, and uh, um, you know, she j- just got tired doing it. I got tired working, uh, and taking care of the cats, and so it was just we weren't giving them the attention they needed, and so we just decided it was best to give them away. But uh, now that we're back in this pandemic, you know, we found you know i'm working from home now and so who knows when my mom's at home all day and my sister's at home you know for three days of the week for school and then working a couple of days after uh that you know it's ideal there's someone here to take care of the cat and here to like make sure he's fed and you know he's using the washroom and someone to play with him so i feel like it, it will work out a lot better now and hopefully uh we get to keep him for a long time you know we had taco about we had taco for about maybe four or five years we had Belle about two years, so two three years I think. So like we had a huge attachment with them, and it was hard to give them away, but it was like the best decision at the time because, like I said, we weren't giving them with the attention they deserve. And my dad always found it funny. He's like, "You guys treat these cats like humans, you know." And I think back home, the whole idea of a cat is like, especially in Lebanon, you know, cats are just roaming the streets and like you see them wherever so it's normal to see a cat and it's not normal to have it in your home so like all my cousins back home were like making fun of us like how like why are you treating cats like this like I've never like we don't do that and so it was so different for them even my dad had for a little bit had this thinking of a cat in the home and then he grew so attached to them both my parents love cats so it works out that we can have one Um, and they're huge on pets. Like my dad really likes pets. Uh, my mom loves fish. So growing up, we had many different animals in the house. Growing up, so you know it's, it was normal for us. But you know, like I was saying, living on, our cousins and my aunts and my uncle, and they're like weirded out. Like why are you having a cat in your home? Like we just see them on the side of the street and we just give them bread or whatever. It wasn't normal to let them come in and like sleep on your bed with you. Like seeing these culture differences is, like, it was very funny and it's growing up here, because I think if I grew up there, I wouldn't have, like, this kind of thinking towards cats, you know, like, there's people that do have cats, don't get me wrong, they have cats in their homes, and they have them as pets, but, you know, in the villages, it's it's rarely happening, and, you know, um, you don't really see a lot of people from the village I'm from having cats in their homes, and treating them like humans, the way that we do, and so with dogs, too, like, my parents kind of make fun of people with dogs they're like they treat them like better than they treat their own kids what is this so it's that like back home mentality because we don't have that um kind of thinking a way of dealing with animals you know it's not like here but it's interesting to see those like small little differences because a lot of times you don't think of them you know you don't realize that there's these small differences like now when i went back about two years ago there's still these small little things uh that you notice and these small little things that are very different it's just funny to see how different they are um the way like just the way we think and the way we act is very different and you know when i was in the people knew right away that i wasn't from there like they just the moment i opened my mouth too because my arabic is like the greatest they knew i was not from there they knew like this girl is from a different place and so I remember my cousin was like, "Listen, don't talk. Like, I can get a good deal for us, but the moment they know you're Canadian, they're gonna like triple the price. So just keep your mouth closed." And I remember we went into a flower shop. I wanted to get uh, it was Mother's Day in Lebanon, and I wanted to get flowers for my mom and all my aunts. And so we went in, and my cousin did all the talking. And the guy looks at me. He's like, "Why is she talking?" So he starts talking to me, and I can just ignore the poor guy. So I start talking, and he's like, "Um, you're not from here. Like, I've never seen you before." I was like. Oh yeah, I live in Beirut, and um, I'm just coming here to visit. You know my my friends. You know I don't, I'm not from here. And then he like he knew, i feel like he knew I was Canadian uh, because he was friends with my older cousin, and so he probably knew. Oh, her cousin, his cousin from Canada is here, and he me trying to cover it up and saying I'm like from Beirut, and like that's why my Arabic isn't the greatest, and that's why I don't know the village uh and i said it to a lot of people like that was my go-to like if anyone asked me where i was from i'm like oh i am from Beirut. like <laughs> as if they were gonna believe that and like when i got my i went and got my teeth that i got crowns uh, my teeth got destroyed uh from when i was younger because i took a lot of inhalers and that's all steroids and it's not good um and so my teeth kind of were destroyed so i went to get them replaced and me and my mom she, same thing she warned me listen don't talk won't you find your canadian he's not gonna give us a good deal he's gonna like rip us off and so we go in we sit in my mom does all the talking he's asking us where we're from and my mom says oh we're just we're we're not from the village you know um and that's all she really says and then he comes to ask us what our phone numbers are uh and we had just gotten Lebanese numbers so we can like call our cousins and like family and everything and we both look at each other and neither one of us knew our phone numbers and like he knew and I was like oh I don't know mama let me check and I like went through my phone like scouring to find this new number I'm like how do I check what my own number is it was just a whole mess and then my mom just kind of looks at him and she's like honestly we're not from here and he looks at her he's like yeah I know (laughs) And so she told him she's like yeah we're Canadian you know and he, he fixed I guess my cousin's teeth as well so she's like oh yeah you worked on uh my sister's kids before, and all the stuff, and when we told them names, he's like, oh yeah, I know them, yeah, of course, or whatever, and he ended up giving us a really good deal, which was good, um, and my cousin even went and hassled him even more, he's like, why are you charging my cousin, my aunt, like a crazy m- amount, this is crazy, give him a better discount, and he gave us even more of a discount, I felt bad, but that's the way it is there, like, it's, the culture there, like, is you negotiate the price, and that's not something we do here, it's something I'm not used to, and so I was like, so embarrassed by it, I was like, oh, "My gosh." like, why are you negotiating the price, and even when we went shopping, like, and we would get stuff, um, like, they start negotiating prices, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so weird, like, I can't do this, this is so embarrassing, so, like, if I bought something on my own, my family would look at me and be like, are you crazy, like, that's so expensive for that, you could have gotten it for way cheaper, like, he ripped you off, and I'm like, listen, I don't know how to tell him to get it some for cheaper, you know, so they never let me go out alone, they never let me buy anything alone. And so whenever I wanted something, I'd, like, tell my mom or my cousins or my aunts and be, like, listen, I want this. Can you convince them to give it to me for a certain price? But I just, it was so weird because we don't have that here. The culture's so different. You know, that's another small thing that's different uh, back home than here. You know, it's that, like, whole mentality of uh, and culture of, you know, hassling the seller <laughs> um, to give you a cheaper price. And so uh it was something I had to get used to and I, I cannot negotiate to save my life so it's something I probably will never do but it was it was interesting to see how normal it was and like I was just so embarrassed and my cousin looked at me and he, she's like you don't need to be embarrassed that's normal like if you don't negotiate you should be embarrassed um and they tried to teach me but I just I could not and my Arabic was really broken and I think at that time I hadn't been talking arabic for a good year or two. that was like my phase of you know losing my arab culture and my Ar- the, the, like that arab part of me i had lost it for a couple years um and i had tried to like assimilate myself to being canadian uh and so uh, when i was in Lebanon, you know that's when my arabic was at its worst and they knew and so they would make fun of me and so like i tried avoiding talking which was kind of hard because i love to talk and it was my first time seeing them and like 12 years so we had so much to catch up on and talk about so it was, it was a bit of a struggle and I think now my Arabic's are a lot stronger now that I've started watching Arabic shows and listening to Arabic music and talking Arabic more often I feel like my Arabic's gone way better even the fact you know reading Arabic has gotten so much easier for me, it used to take me like 10 minutes to read a sentence, now I can read it in like 2 minutes, you know, which is a huge improvement, and even my writing, now that, you know, I've gotten better at reading it, I've gotten better at writing it, and it's something, you know, I'm so happy about, and I'm really upset that I didn't focus more on that, you know, growing up I was so distracted wanting to fit in, that I didn't want to learn Arabic and that I wasn't interested in it and it's something I regret but my mom pushed me and my siblings to go to Saturday school and uh, I did go to Saturday school until grade 10 and then I stopped going after that and I never really learned anything because they would put me in classes where it was younger students and it was embarrassing and I just would not focus and I think the first time that I actually really did learn something was um, in grade eight. They put me finally in a graded class, and this teacher was very attentive to like each student, and he was really amazing and my best friend at the time she was really fluent because she had lived in Lebanon for a couple years so she was really good with reading and writing Arabic Um, she went to an Arabic school uh, she went to an Islamic school right so her Arabic was really good and so she helped me a lot and he was very helpful you know he'd sit with me and he'd be like listen like, what is this letter what how would you read this what is this and so he was really good at explaining it to me and I think he like I'm so grateful for him and he was very focused on poetry as well which i really like and so he got me into arabic poetry and you know i realized my love for arabic poetry and how much i, I enjoy listening to it and reading it uh and so it was really awesome to get a teacher like that and i think that's why i think when your teacher it's important to be able to connect with your students because i really connected with them and i felt like i wanted to learn because of him and he was so strict like he was like no you're gonna learn you're not leaving my classroom until you're able to read and write arabic and he really made sure i could read and write arabic um and so i just been practicing ever since then i lost it for a couple years uh, but now that i'm back trying to uh, get better at it i found that i still have those skills that he taught me and i still have that bit of knowledge and ability to read it and write it and i think when you know how to speak it obviously it makes it a lot easier but Arabic's a really hard language to learn, so I just I'm so grateful for him, and I always tell people like I had this amazing teacher, and if it wasn't for him, I probably would be I'd be way farther behind in Arabic than I am right now, which would really suck because I'm not even that great yet. But it's something that I want to continue doing because it's a huge part of who I am, you know, being Muslim too. Like if I want to read the Quran, how am I going to read the Quran if I can't read Arabic, you know? So it's something that I I want to practice and be able to you know do fluently and just quickly like oh Arabic read it write it and understand it so you know my reading's gotten a lot better my writing still needs a lot of work but uh hopefully uh with continued practice I can get a lot better and hopefully I can uh be good at it because I I don't want to lose that part of me because I want to be able to in the future when I have kids be able to push that to them and make sure they are also, you know, understanding Arabic, because I don't want to be the parent who, you know, pushes their kids to learn Arabic when I don't even know it, you know, like, how hypocritical of me, they're going to look at me like, you don't even know it, you want us to know it, why? So, like, I want to know it so I can teach it to my children, so this way we don't lose that, because I know, I've seen a lot of people who, um, their parents came here and they didn't really push the, this Arabic culture and push, you know, reading and writing and all this stuff, and speaking to them in Arabic that they grew up and they didn't know how to speak or um, write English or Arabic, they can understand it, which is cool, but, you know, they lost that part of them, and as you get older, it is harder to understand that stuff, but, you know, my parents growing up, It was always Arabic in the house, and my best friend at the time too, her parents, it was always Arabic in the house. If we talked English, we had to put a penny in a jar, um, or like a loony in a jar for speaking English. And so, you know, having that, you know, strict uh, mentality of just Arabic in the house really did help a lot too i think a lot of people miss out on that and unfortunately a lot of parents don't realize they need to do that because outside of the home i'm talking english i go to a public school it's all english speaking people and that's you know the language outside of the home but within the home you need to push arabic you need to be able to push your child to understand that and there's some people who are like oh no they're not going to be able to know both languages really well i'm like well my english is pretty great and my arabic is pretty great too i don't know arabic that well but my english is really great because i focused on that when i was in school and it was something i wanted to learn and i wanted to make sure i was good at Uh, but arabic i didn't at the time you know i was uh, like i said in high school i was mixing with the wrong group of people that i stopped going to arabic school in grade 10. you know after grade 10 like during grade 10 i dropped out of it and i told my mom i don't want to do it anymore and she's like, okay, that's up to you, but, like, you know, you're losing out on a lot, and to yeah, me, I regret, I wish I had stayed uh, up until grade 12, continued to take care of it, because I feel like it would have helped me a lot more, but so I was making decisions that I shouldn't have been making, just so I can fit in, and so it's great that, like, I'm glad that I'm able now to, you know, know who I am, and understand who I am, and I'm glad, you know, I'm not 100% with where I'm at my life unfortunately of course you know you're gonna continue wanting to learn and continue to grow and that's what I'm still doing but I can know that I'm on the right path or I believe I'm on the right path I think I'm gonna end the podcast here but before I do go I just want to remind everyone if you could please 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 share this podcast with your family your friends review it download it leave any likes comments reviews whatever it is anything helps you can follow me and you can follow me on the Instagram at Muslim Mixer Podcast. You can follow me on my personal Instagram, which I'll also link below. Everything will be in the description. Uh, but yeah, so any of your support would be great. Let me know what I should name my cat. Um, if you are invested in that as well, I'll give you an update next week if we do figure out a name. Uh, let me know how you feel about the vaccine as well. I'd love to hear other people's opinions. and yeah so other than that i'm just gonna sign off it's been a good podcast i hope you guys have a great rest of your monday and a great rest of your week and and we'll talk again next week so stay safe stay healthy stay six feet apart and don't miss your prayers bye